Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to the Roman Shorts, another episode for the week of August 13. Fresh off his victory against Jose Shorty Torres, we welcome Alex Perez on the Roman Show. This plus a whole lot more. Beat the heat and score big with the Marlins Flex 4-Pack. Starting at just 20 bucks a game, take your pick of seating location and customize an epic summer at the ballpark with awesome savings on single-game tickets. Lock in the hottest matchups and pick up the coolest giveaways of the season. Flex for savings and catch your Marlins in action with the perfect summer deal. For a list of games, giveaways, and to purchase your Flex 4-Pack, visit marlins.com slash flex4. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Glide. Go. We're going. Glide. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 FAO, we are going. Network, go. Covering, go. Capcom. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. What's going on, George? Nothing, just here enjoying another dashing Monday. And on top of that, being able to sip on my very sweet, chocolatey M&M margarita. That actually sounds pretty good. Nah, I'm okay with that. Uh, Oh, you're always being a hater of my my margaritas. You know, sometimes I wonder if Christopher Daniels looked into my menu trying to be who I am. Why Christopher Daniels? Because you know how he does the margarita or you know, same thing. But there's uh, there was that other guy, Martini. Uh, I don't know which what's his name, the manager. Uh, Truth Martini. Uh, but either way, I I won't blame you. Look at my menu. It, you mind if I go run to the other room and grab you my entire list of of flavors that I got on margaritas? You go ahead and do that while I read some of the announcements here. Make sure to visit the website right now. Don't waste any time and get yourself a brand new Collar and Elbow t-shirt. Visit CollarAndElbowBrand.com. That's CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Or you can visit TheRomanShow.com. You can click on the image there of Collar and Elbow, and it'll take you right straight to the webpage. Make sure to use the promo code TheRomanShow, all in caps. That is TheRomanShow, all in caps, to get a percentage of your purchase. Visit right now, collarandelbowbrand.com, collarandelbowbrand.com. I hope George got his shirt while he goes and gets that list. Also, Fight Club Doral is a place that you need to visit. They're located right there in Doral, Florida. Make sure to reach out to 786-222-8051. That is Henry Morales. Let him know the Roman show sent you, and you'll get a one-day guest pass. All right, guys. Well, we're going to kick into gears here. Talk some pro wrestling. Now, 
Well, George, now you're back with that list, and we'll read that uh, a little later. But it's unfortunate, as we learned, that Jim the Anvil Neidhart has passed away. He was only 63 years old. Such a, a unfortunate situation, knowing that this man, um, you know, did so much. I had the pleasure of speaking to him about five years ago at the Miami Marlins Stadium, right alongside his his former tag team partner, the legendary Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, better known as the Hart Foundation, and unfortunately, well, today, the pro wrestling world lost another great, and, and that is Jim Dean Anvil Nightheart. And he was that type of guy, uh, George, that you know, op- opened it up, opened it up, guys, for for uh, a Kevin Owens. You know, opened it up to those type of guys because when you look at Jim Dean Anvil Nightheart, he, he didn't have like this. This, this great physique with muscles and nothing. He was just a big husky guy, and he had a cool gimmick. He was this this psychotic guy. Then they teamed him up against Bret the Hitman War Hart, but it worked so well. Undeniably, one of the best tag teams of all time in the WWE. And I think you and I had this conversation. Why is the Hart Foundation the tag team not in the Hall of Fame? I'm, I know it sucks that we get to this level because he passed away and now our top people are talking about it, but why shouldn't this have happened prior in the Hall of Fame to add the Hart Foundation? Um, great question, great topic, very sensitive on top of that. But uh, like you have to ask, does the WWE put themselves in a in a situation where? You know, you're you're making yourself more and more of a target by saying, why do you have to wait for certain people to be gone to induct you? You know, these are people that should have been alive to receive their induction. Don't get me wrong, it's just as special whether it's before or after. But I feel like the fans and their peers and all the people that looked up to them while, you know, getting into the business, it's... It, it, there's nothing like hearing, you know, your role model or the person you were a fan of accepting the award comparing to someone accepting it for them. Uh, and and again, I'm not taking anything away from that. It, it, it's, it's special no matter what. But why is this a constant? Well, we saw it with China. We're now seeing it with Jim D'Anvil Neidhart. We saw it with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Why are... We saw it with Mr. Perfect. No, wait, I take it back. Uh, was Mr. Perfect... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I believe, yeah. I don't think he, he was, his uh, son or, uh, uh, grabbed the, the, the Hall of Fame award. I think so. But I know it was Big Boss Man was another one. Yep. Uh, you know, why do you have to wait for these men and women to be gone in order to induct them. They you, they should have been inducted a long time ago. You know, the only one that I see as a forced, not because it was by choice, but forced to be inducted while he was, he's gone was Owen Hart because his was a freak accident. But, of course, because of what's going on with, I believe, it's Marfa and the WWE and Bret Hart and so on and so forth, they haven't been able to induct but he's the only person that I found reasonable to be inducted while he was gone. Not the rest. That's just my opinion. I agree. But, I mean, it's sad that we have to wait, like you said, that until they're passing China as one of them, as you mentioned. 
and Jim DeAnvil aren't um, Jim DeAnvil. Matt Hart is another gentleman that should be added to the Hall of Fame alongside Bret the Hitman Hart as a tag team. You know, he Bret Hart then will have two tag teams. I mean, are two Hall of Fame rings because he'll just like just like uh, Ric Flair with the Four Horsemen and individually. So Bret Hart deserves that. The Hart Foundation. I mean, why why is this tag team not in the Hall of Fame? I mean, what what, what are you smoking? And Vince like, man, I mean, come on, it's 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 there. But for goodness sake. Well, a lot of people already see the Hall of Fame as a joke. A lot of uh, legends, a lot of Hall of Famers per se. I've already kind of like, I, I believe it was uh, Superstar Billy Graham that even threw away his ring. Uh, there was a, was a butcher, was it somewhere? I can't remember who sold the ring. He needed money. Yeah, so it, like the Hall of Fame is not your typical, A, you know, big glory. It, it might be for some people. And I'm not taking that away again. I'm not trying to talk garbage. I'm just speaking for what I've seen and heard. Uh but in reality, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to say when it comes to the Hall of Fame because it's really a sad case. I Listen, I'm putting all my money on the table by saying the Hart Foundation is probably going to be inducted either this year or next year. Bet on it. And sadly, the only remen- re- 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 remaining member is Brett the Hitman Hart. And that, that's sad. And, of course, Jimmy Hart, if you count him as their first manager. Sure. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Well, moving forward, let's talk some um, some enlightening news here. Turns out that Frank the Clown uh, and <laughs> this, is, this is pretty funny. But James Ellsworth uh, are calling out R.J. City and David Arquette at a wrestling show, Warrior Wrestling. You know, David Arquette made his return to the ring at one of these N.W.A. shows, um, and he gave kudos actually to I forget who he wrestled. He wrestled someone out there, but he, he said that he kind of like, man, you know, more respect for this stuff. But but really, do we have to give um, that much of attention to David Arquette and, 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 and James Ellsworth, Frank the Clown? I mean, come on. How, how, yeah, okay, I could get, I could get the, the entertainment portion of this, but, but seriously? Because that's what wrestling has become here in the United States. Remember, in Japan, they still see it as a sport. They don't see it as entertainment. They see it as a sport, whereas here in the United States, Vince McMahon put the label on it by saying it's entertainment. Wrestling is entertainment. WWE is entertainment. It is not the same. And you kind of see the train going more towards wrestling as a sport with fans saying New Japan, New Japan, ROH, 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 so on and so forth, versus WWE, WWE, WWE. Shoot, even NXT looks more like wrestling than the actual main roster. So when you have the god of professional wrestling saying, hey, pro wrestling is not wrestling, it's entertainment, what do you think is going to follow? That, that's all I got to say. You know, it's going to be interesting, and I know we discussed it here prior, but the event of ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling during the WrestleMania weekend in New York has been sold out. I know you have your opinion on that because there's about 3,000 and change that are available on StubHub. So technically, they are sold out because you know the 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 many individuals purchase these tickets. Only way that you can get it is from the scalpers. But despite that, the NXT crowd and the ROH or New Japan Pro Wrestling crowd tend to be the same. 
Then you have your WWE crowd, which you have your kids, you know, the family. It's a whole, it's a whole different type of people that go see that. And, of course, including those guys that do follow NXT and ROH and New Japan and, and all the other companies. But it, it's going to be very interesting. Can you imagine if NXT does not sell out and ROH and New Japan for Wrestling does? Look, this is the way I see it. And we had a conversation about this for two days straight. ROH or New Japan, either or. Guess what? Two companies, one building. NXT, one company, one building. WWE, one company, one building. You know what's the difference in this case? When ROH announced their their arrival at Madison Square Garden, they announced they were bringing New Japan stars. What has New York not seen in a long time when it comes to pro wrestling? They have never seen the New Japan, even though they've watched it online or in New Japan World or however you see it. They have never seen it live. So what's going to happen with Curiosity? Curiosity kills the cat, right? So Curiosity begs to send a wrestling fan to go enjoy some New Japan pro wrestling that they've never seen live before. Well, I mean, we're also going to get a little glimpse of this at the All In event coming up next month as well. I mean, not to that same level, but there are some New Japan Pro Wrestling stars that are a part of All In. Yes, and as a matter of fact, at All In, we're going to see one of the biggest dream matches ever to be signed, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Dark or Junior or whatever he wants to call himself. This is one of the biggest dream matches ever signed. And I bet you now more people are more interested in that event just for that match alone than Cody versus um, what's his name? The uh, T uh, the end of yeah Nick uh, Nick Aldis uh, Nick yeah Nick Aldis. So basically, all I gotta say is yes, granted, New Japan you'll be able to see them at All In, but not comparing to the ROH event. Uh, because in ROH, you might see Jushin Thunder Liger. You might see Okada. You might see Tanahashi. You might see, uh, you know, even a, a guest appearance by the Great Muda. You never know. They might throw all their cards in. I'm not saying Great Muda will wrestle because of his knees, but I'm saying he might make an appearance. The point is this. Two companies, one building versus one company, one building. You cannot tell anyone, hey, WWE, you did this wrong when they've been doing it all on their own since day one. And on top of that, be, they were the ones that set up this whole chain of professional wrestling since WrestleMania 1 in the same building. So guys, be careful about you talk trash because if it wasn't for the WWE, pro wrestling wouldn't have been what it is today. Very true. And speaking of Pentagon. He'll be in action against La Park at the War Memorial Auditorium for MLW's return to South Florida September 6th. Tickets are available. Visit MLWGold.com. Tickets start at just 10 bucks. Alright, Mick Foley wants Vince McMahon to sign current UFC champion Chris Cyborg. You know, I had the opportunity of speaking to Alexa Bliss and she said that she's been getting tweets from Chris Cyborg on how to defeat Ronda Rousey. Listen, this is a no-brainer, George. Chris Cyborg has said that her fight, her last MMA fight, might be against Amanda Nunes potentially this year. It's going to be a super fight. 
the, whatever the outcome may be, Chris Cyborg says this will more than likely be her last fight in MMA. This is a no-brainer. Vince McMahon, if you're listening, hear, listen to the words of Mick Foley. You do need to say, sign in Chris Cyborg. The only issue that I see here is that Chris Cyborg does not speak English very well. I think that that could be the only um, setback. But at the same time, she can always find a manager. But can you imagine that for the first time, fans are going to see Cyborg versus Rousey? Rousey, something that never happened in MMA, but we're going to see it in pro wrestling. Of course, it's not to the same level because it's pro wrestling, not MMA. But hey, listen, it's something that we all wanted to, to, to happen, and it does. It's, it's as close as we're going to get as to see Undertaker versus Sting, which we never got to see. But hey, at least Rousey and, and Cyborg will square off, not in a cage, but in a ring. Yeah, and, and mind you, just that alone, to say, hey, wrestling got it before MMA, their original sport, uh, you, know, got, you know, that wrestling got it before their original sport, that's a huge milestone, man, huge and it's, and Vince will be rolling in cash like uh, Scrooge McDuck from back in DuckTales, jumping into a pool of coins, being a millionaire, being more than a millionaire, billionaire or tr trillionaire, just by announcing Chris Cyborg versus Ronda Rousey, you know, at SummerSlam. Let me tell you something, that will be the perfect WrestleMania main event if Rousey ever main evented. That's a money fight. It was not just a money fight, but a money pay-per-view. That could main event any pay-per-view when you think about it. Yeah, but, but don't, don't, don't let them do like one of these cheap uh, money in the banks or tell those type of pay-per-views. you got to do a WrestleMania. No, it d doesn't matter. They, it, even if they did it in one of those small pay-per-views, that will increase their buy rate for that certain pay-per-view. So if, if, say, for example, to give you an example, if Backlash was hurting in ratings for four years, and they said to themselves, shoot, come fifth year, I really need to do something different because if we don't bring up the buy, weight, buy rates for Backlash, we might have to cancel it. What are you going to do? You're going to put in a money fight. I see that, but it's just so, you know, so much the caliber of the fight of that match is just, I mean, it's just a, it's awesome. I mean, you, who, who, who would have ever even thought that this thing happening? I, I for, for me, I, I would still put it, Say WrestleMania 2020, you know, give them Rousey versus Charlotte next year, Rousey versus Cyborg 2020. Yeah, 2020 play off that that gimmick. Yeah, it's possible. Like that, you know, for instance, uh, this coming uh, Survivor Series is rumored that we might finally see the collision of the four horsewomen. So anything's possible. We have to just see. All I gotta say is that no matter what pay per view it's on. It'll be a money fight. Moving forward, we're going to welcome in now Alex Perez. You saw him in action recently in the most recent UFC pay-per-view. He defeated Jose Shorty Torres. Torres is the champ champ of Titan FC. He was being hyped as the next big thing in the flyweight division. Unfortunately, he came in undefeated, left the octagon with his first defeat in his professional career. However, Alex Perez undefeated in the UFC. Well, and he plans on winning more inside the octagon. But something came up. Something came up after his fight. That is that the California State Athletics Commission said, hey, listen, you wait in at 125. You may wait. That's great. However, we recommend that you move up. 
because of the day of the fight. He weighed in at 126. Day of the fight, he walked in at 145 pounds. That is a huge increase. But Alex Perez says, listen, I'm not, I, 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 I respect the decision, but I'm still going to fight at 125. So coming up next, Alex Perez on The Roman Show. Tomalo suave, Miami. Sip, savor, and share at Marlins Park during the next food and wine experience of the season. Join the Marlins and Ribley Family Wines for a delicious flight of wines and food pairings for just $30. Sample two red wines, two white wines, and one sparkling with the purchase of a ticket. Make it a perfectly paired night out at the ball game. Purchase your tickets today for Friday, August 24th at marlins.com slash wine. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show, and it's it's a pleasure here to welcome this young man uh, coming fresh of a victory at the big UFC pay-per-view last month. I'm talking about none other than uh, Alex Perez defeated Jose Shorty Torres. Jose Shorty Torres, you remember, he fought here in Florida on Titan FC. He won two titles. He went over to the UFC. He won one victory. He was undefeated, but Alex here put a stop to his undefeated career in mixed martial arts. Thanks so much and uh, for taking some time and speaking to us, man. Uh, yeah, no worries, man. Always fun talking to people. Cool. So, so tell me about this fight because here you go. You're going into it's a major pay per view, as you know. Uh, you have the, the the big heavyweight bout in uh, in the main event. But uh, needless to say, Jose Shorty Torres. This was a guy that was undefeated. They had built him up a lot. He had won two titles. Uh, you, of course, were undefeated in the UFC, so you had a little bit of a taste already, and you have been in the Dana White uh, Contender Series. So looking at Jose Shorty Torres, was that the game plan to go toe-to-toe with him, knowing that the Shorty Torres loves to stand up as well? He loves to stand and bang. Um, the game plan, honestly, uh, it just varied. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm ready for everything that came up. Uh, I can kind of go with the flow, whatever's, go, whatever's working for me. I mean, obviously, if I was getting getting beat up on my feet, I would have probably had to take him down, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, it just kind of I just kind of went with whatever felt right at that time. Coach, our coach had us work on some weaknesses that he thought he had, and uh, and then we just and he kind of lets me improvise a little bit on what I want to do. You know, it's ironic because I remember it was a, a previous fight that he had, not in the UFC, but when he fought over in Titan FC. And he pretty much finished off his opponent the same way you finished him off, you know, with a with a shot to the gut and then just followed up with a fury of punches standing up. Did Did you look at a lot of tape prior to your fight uh, going into tours, or are you that type of fighter that you leave everything to the coaches and you work at it uh, during your camp? Um, I I do watch tape on on my opponent, you know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know how many people know this, but I'm also like I also help coach at the gym. You know, some of the lower level guys, and some of the like I want to say I, I coach, like coach everybody. But I I like coaching. I like helping out. So I, I'm I'm pretty good at breaking down tape. So I watch I watch this fight, you know, a handful of times, and then kind of just went with my coach. And then I would just ask questions like, "What do you think about this?" Like, oh, "Okay, yeah." And he'd be like, "If it worked, if you thought it worked, and if." Um, if it didn't, then if he didn't think it would work, he was like, ah, oh, nah, let's, let's stick with this. I'm like, okay, you know, Coach Oyama has 20, 22 years, about 20, 22 years of experience in this game, so I trust him to the fullest. Now, in the camp, did you have someone that mimicked uh, Jose Shorty Torres' style, and, and that's the person that you stuck to, to, to train with when sparring um, and going toe-to-toe? 
there's a couple guys at our gym, you know, like uh, that people don't know about. One's uh, Desmond Torres, another 25 pounder, and uh, we have another guy named Ronald Goldsdang as well that hit hard, likes to stand up. Um, I really, I've, I've never really brought in people for for a camp. I, I don't feel I need to do that. I train with world class guys. You know, they're good everywhere. So I always uh, always have bodies in the gym. And prior, because there's always a discussion about sparring and and so forth, moving into your fight. How, how hard did you go in this training camp when it comes to sparring? Did you have a lot of days that you went hardcore sparring, or were you were you treated lightly to treat the body? Nicely before going into the fight. Um, uh, I really don't believe in sparring a lot. Mm. The most we spar is maybe twice a week, once a week, once a week, maybe twice a week. The most, um, you know, you get you, you don't need to get punched in the head too often. We we do enough of that, you know, already. It's all about just drilling and stuff. I, I train year round. I don't just train for fights, so I'm always in good shape. So I'm never really worried about it. You know, I took this fight in three weeks' notice, and I was in, and I I like to say I'm, I was in okay shape. You know, uh, imagine what I could do in a, in, in an eight week camp, uh, conditioning wise and training wise. Um, like I said, uh, I don't believe in sparring too much. We do a lot of drilling, though. We drill a lot. So you took it in three weeks. I mean, it's amazing. And now. We hear now the latest news of uh, CSAC, our California State Athletic Commission. They have suggested that you bump up uh, to the next division and the weight class since you, you fought a flyweight. But what, what's your take on this? I mean, is it a challenge for you to, to make that 125 uh, weight class? Is that something that, that you have to focus a lot? Of, of course, not, a, not, a, not just of the fighting and the te- technique that goes into the fight? Um, no. Uh, you know, like I said, I made this. I made the I made the weight in three weeks. You know, if it was a struggle for me, you think I would have been able to make it? I understand I missed weight in Florida, you know, but I also missed my flight. I was in the airport for 12 hours, not being able to do anything. Lost a whole day of, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. So like, uh, you know, no excuse. It's still my fault. I shouldn't have missed my flight. But that's the only time I've missed weight uh, for the UFC, and it wasn't like I missed by like five, six pounds. I missed by half a pound. Um, UFC, you know, like they they watched me. They watched me when I was there cutting weight. I was fine. I was running on the treadmill and everything. We just ran. It was just one of those things we ran out of time. Um, for this fight, I took it on three weeks' notice, and I didn't have a problem. I mean, it didn't it didn't mess up my performance at all. I mean, I don't think it did. I, it didn't look like I was gassed out. It didn't look like I was tired. Nothing. It's not like I slowed down. Um, I made the weight, you know, with ease. I brought in my. I flew in my nutritionist. Um, and pay for the room, you know, and then they cook for me breakfast, lunch, and dinner, my snacks, everything. They're the ones in charge of my rehydration. I get what California is trying to do, make the sport a lot safer, which is which is fine, you know. Like I'm all for a safer sport. We we do enough damage to ourselves. Uh, I just feel like um, they're going about it the wrong way. They're still they're still new, so I think they still need a couple more things. Um, couple more steps to get on the right track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my time is now at 25, so I'm not gonna, I am not gonna. I don't want to move up. I have easy time making the weight. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I just feel like it's, a, it's, it's still new. There's always going to be kinks to everything that's new, even when it gets old, even when it's, you know, in for 10, 12 years. There's always going to be a way around something. There's always going to be complaints about something, and which is fine. Um, 
said, I'm just rolling with the punches, you know. Um, they suggest it. I, I don't think I need to. You know, we'll see what happens. And typically, so do you typically walk at around 140, 145? Is that your typical weight that you walk around at? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, sometimes I do get bigger, sometimes I don't. It just, it just all depends, man. Like, a lot of people don't know, but, uh, like, like I, this is all, I mean, I say I don't do all, this is my lifestyle. I eat healthy. I have a health, you know, I have a meal plan company that helps me with my weight. Also have nutrition that help me with my weight, you know, um. Like, like during the weight cut, during the week, I was eating three or four times a day. Even the day I was cutting weight, I would cut weight, eat a snack, cut weight, eat lunch, cut weight, eat a snack, cut weight, eat dinner, drinking some water here and there. So it wasn't like I'm starving myself, you know. I'm doing everything right, the right way. Um, yeah, eventually, eventually I want to move up, but that's not until the future. I, I want to make a run at 25. I believe that I can make a run at 25. So speaking about 125, you you saw what just happened recently with Demetrius Johnson. You you were there with uh, Cejudo. Uh, your thoughts on that fight, man? Uh, were you surprised? Did you did you kind of see that this fight was gonna go that way? What were your thoughts? Um, no, honestly, I thought Demetrius was gonna win again, but Henry did a great job of stop, stopping the clinch. You know, uh, the first time he got he got you know killed in the clinch. This time he did a good job of when Demetrius got him in the clinch, he, he, you know, hugged up against him where he couldn't throw the knee, and he did a great job of turning the takedown from the clinch. And then once you got him down, I think Demetrius was kind of hesitant to go back to back to the clinch. Uh, it was a great fight by, by Henry Cejudo. You know, beat, in my opinion, the greatest the greatest mixed martial artist that anybody anybody's ever seen. You know, the guy's yeah. flawless and stuff like that. Like, people are like, People are like talking smack that he lost, but eventually everybody loses, man. I don't, I don't know too many people that that retire undefeated in the sport at the highest level. Now we, we we anticipate a rematch, of course, between these two. Do you see that fight going the same way for Cejudo, or do you think DJ obtaining his belt again? Ah uh, man, I don't know. You know, it's always hard fighting someone again. It's always hard. The rematches are always pretty hard. Uh, um, I I don't know who went. That's a toss up, you know. Cause like this fight was close. It wasn't like Henry ran away with it. He he got a lot better. But Demetrius has always looked better every time he stepped into a cage. So you can always expect a better mighty mount, you know. So it's gonna be a toss up. No, absolutely. And and for me myself, I I I don't know. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw DJ the walk into this fight a little different. He was. He was pushing the pace, but I think we 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 seen him take some more risks in previous fights. You know, we we seen a little bit more of a color in his fighting game compared to this one. Yeah, you know, he said he hurt himself pretty early in the fight. You know, he's not like a, he's not one of those guys that feel like we make excuses for losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he said he injured himself pretty uh pretty bad in one of the round, like one of the early rounds, and hurt his foot in the other round. Um, you know, that could all that could have affected his uh, that could have affected his performance so Alex about you how did you come out of the fight no injuries you came out you're good to go um yeah like uh, I just have a uh, a cut above my eye I got some stitches there my elbow was a little sore but other than that uh, nothing nothing too major 
So what's next for you? Are we going to see you compete in uh, 2018 or are we going to wait until 2019? Uh, I want to get back in there. I, w I would love to fight Brandon Moreno in October, October 6th in Vegas. That'll be a fun card. You know, obviously I know, uh, you know, that's a stacked card, but I think I can, I can do a great job of, me and Brandon Moreno can do a great job of starting off that card and or starting off the prelims. Because we both kind of fight, I would love to fight, get that fight against Brandon Moreno there. Now, knowing that you just defeated Torres and getting a potential fight with Moreno, do you think we're going to see you in the in, in the, 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 FX, the FS1 fight card, not the UFC fight pass prelims? I think you deserve a shot. Um, uh, to me, it doesn't, it, to me, it don't matter. Um, I feel like um, I feel like uh, uh, it doesn't really matter to me where I'm at. You know, if I'm if I'm on the prelims, fuck. Uh, if I'm on the bypass prelims, cool. I'm in and out. You know, win lose, I'm in there first. I get I get to enjoy my night, go hang out with my family. If I'm later on the card, cool. You know, so to me, it don't matter where I'm at. I'm still going to get. I'm still gonna get what I need. Get done what I need to be done. That needs to be done. So I mean, don't matter for me. So with you, like I said, you, you you coach a little bit in the gym, but you also have some seminars going on and some teachings going on. You want to share with us so we can let the folks know? Uh yeah, I just finished up uh, a little a little wrestling uh, grappling seminar here. I, I'm in my hometown of Lemoore. Came out here to do a, uh, grappling uh, a grappling seminar. So that was the only one I had as of right now. I'm hoping to get a couple more. Uh, like I said, if you guys want to keep track of what I'm doing, you know, if you guys you know want to follow me on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alex Perez MMA, usually I update everybody on what's going on on there. Well, Alex, I want to thank you so very much, and and again, congratulations uh, on your victory against Torres in uh, that great pay per view. And we look forward to see you in action potentially this year uh, at the end of 2018, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having right. me on. Thanks, man. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, you heard there, Alex Perez. Uh, great stuff coming out from the uh, the youngster, 125-pounder. You might potentially see him in that fight card of October. Just a reminder, The Roman Show, all in caps, is the website well, the website you need to visit is collarandelbowbrand.com and use the promo code The Roman Show to get a percentage of your purchase of a collar and elbow brand t-shirt. So get your t-shirts right now. Absolutely awesome. They got some new materials for the summer. You want to check that out at collarandelbowbrand.com. George, so Eddie Alvarez, former champion of the UFC and also fought Conor McGregor, you know, he has had his ups and downs in the UFC right now. He's kind of He's there. He lost his little season fight. But Scott Coker, uh, the, the president of Bellator, said that if talks come uh, or are available, he would be more than happy to welcome back Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez was a champion in Bellator. In fact, they were, uh, he was the first uh, lightweight champion in Bellator. So they would welcome them, him with open arms. Michael Chandler, his his rival, his foe, which, mind you, they had an un, un amazing, an incredible fight here in South Florida 
in a classic match. Uh, they went toe-to-toe where Eddie Alvarez lost to Mike Chandler for the title. But, you know, we might get another opportunity of seeing these two go at it again inside a Bellator cage. So keep your eye on because we might see Eddie Alvarez maybe one day return to Bellator. Jordan Boros, Olymp- uh, champ, uh, wrestler, Olympic wrestler, has been rumored to have gone out and trained with Conor McGregor. This, of course, in the, on the heels of his fight with Habib Nurmagomedov scheduled for October. And Jordan Boros has said, listen, that's all a rumor. That is not right. I am not training with Conor McGregor ahead of the fight. But one guy, George, and I'm talking about former champion Uriah Faber, actually says that he has his money on Conor McGregor. He says that, listen, it all starts standing every round, and unless Habib can take him down over and over again right off the bat, the power's a little much. So he has his money set on Conor McGregor. And this is Uriah Faber. This is a guy who knows what he's talking about. What are your thoughts? Okay. I've said this constantly. The only time I think I was wrong was when they entered in a boxing, when Conor got into the boxing, but he still went so many rounds with the best in the world. Okay? And not many MMA fighters can say that. Uh, or even say if a boxer can get an M- M- MMA octagon and go all four, uh, three or five rounds. Anyway, the point is this. Every single time a person has doubted Conor McGregor, he's turned up so much in as far as, hey, I'm going to shut you down. And he's delivered. Like so many people, including you, Mr. Roman, doubted him with his fight with Aldo. You even said it yourself. Oh, Aldo would knock him out. And what happened? In the first, what, 30, 40 seconds of the fight, Aldo got knocked out. Why? Because he was doubted. And Connor tends to act even more viciously when he's doubted. Everyone. Everyone. And I won't blame them. You know is doubting Connor because of Connor, I mean, sorry, because of Habib's undefeated streak. But you know what? Connor has come up against better and more vicious fighters like Aldo. And Aldo was, is, more, is just as much a ground guy as a stand-up guy. Time will tell what's going to happen come this fight. Yeah, we're to see here as we approach this fight in October. This by far the money fight, uh, Habib versus Conor McGregor for the title. I mean, listen, it's exciting. I can't wait for it. It's going to be in Las Vegas. But one one company here is making history, and that's Combate Americas. For the first time ever, George, you know, the UFC, all for every title fight is for five rounds. But Combate Americas says, listen, yeah, we're, we're going to make things different here. They are going to put their 135-pound championship on the table, but the fight will be for only three rounds. Now, I get their concept. They think, listen, instead of giving you five rounds, ten extra minutes of fighting, I'm going to give you three. So both of you fighters are going to give it all in 15 minutes. You think fighters will do that? You, you think they're going to bring everything in the kitchen sink to this in 15 minutes compared to the five, the, the five rounds? 
maybe I don't know because in in seriously when you go five rounds you're wasting more energy more time within three rounds you got 15 minutes like you were mentioning and they're still filled with energy because sometimes when we see these title fights they're already gassed by four and mind you dying by five if you're giving them these title fights for three we might be able to see much more much more action within those three rounds than five rounds so I'm actually siding up with them on this. Yeah, I think it could deliver some, some action, both of these guys, if, to give you everything they got in 50 minutes instead of 25 minutes. And by the way, a uh, shout-out there for our, our good friend, uh, Alberto Rodriguez, formerly known as Alberto Del Rio. So special shout-out to our good friend there, the president of Combate Americas, uh, who will be in town very, very soon. Hope to catch up with him. We're going to talk some rock and roll here. George Disturbed. Is embarking on a big U.S. tour early 2019 next year. And um, very soon, in a couple of days, on their social media channels, they will be announcing information about their latest and newest album. Speaking of which, make sure you follow us on our social media channels. That's Roman Show Media on Instagram and on Facebook and at The Roman Show on Twitter. Also visit the website, theromanshow.com, where we are always live 24-7. Our Roman 0201 is the YouTube channel that you need to visit to find out the latest and greatest video interviews available right now. And uh, also, Killswitch Engage, check this out. Howard Jones, the second, well, yeah, because Jesse Leach was the, was the first singer, then Howard came along and he was part of a couple of, well, more than a lot of albums for Killswitch Engage. Well, Howard Jones and Zetch and Jesse uh, and Killswitch Engage reunited uh, for to sing to perform the end of a heart heartache and I gotta tell you that Howard Jones never sounded any better than that amazing performance alongside Jesse with Killswitch Engage would love to see both of these guys to contribute in an album you know have the both singers I mean on the same album how great would that be hey listen we'd like to get your opinion here info at theromanshow.com is the website is the email that's info at theromanshow.com is the email info at theromanshow.com and make sure that you go ahead and write any opinions or thoughts you want to go ahead and share with us here on the show and we'll run it right right, right here in front of our audience. George, anything else you want to say? I'm just enjoying my M&M margarita while you're just there talking away. And of course, you know, you're not allowing these these fans, these listeners to enjoy my beautiful face. You know what you should do? You should actually have a video recorder somewhere around here. Just that way they could enjoy my dashing looks. Listen, people will be loving to see my dashing face. And on top of that, to see my recipes of deliciousness. Well, we'll keep you posted with that. Make sure uh, you listen to us next week right here on The Roman Show. We'll catch you. On to the next one. You haven't been on? You haven't been heard. You don't want to sit? No, thank you.